1: Mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles in teams. Like Scrammy's topped with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Both Sheil and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins. Zach runs off with his valet key. He's a real nuanced goose, pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some with f- friends The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with f- friends and Zach coming at you with steps and things,
2: flapping their wings this on the- yeah, They can feel like bathing suits What day, you
1: know,
2: what <laughs> Finish it up <friends>.
1: Sometimes you gotta what take they, them off.
2: What the hell? Uh, what, what they show is is revealing, but what they conceal was vital,
0: right? So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> this episode is presented by BetMGM, the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic. Sign up at BetMGM.com using the promo code The Pod. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Tuesday evening. Bo Wolf, Shilka Padiya, Zach Furman, Marissa Morris here to talk about the four and six Eagles, the resurgent Eagles. The best offense in the league, we'll find out. Sheel, how you doing?
3: I would say my big picture thought is that this is a time to enjoy your Sundays, enjoy your viewing experience of this team. I mean, that, you know, there's going to be many days, weeks, months to think about who's the long term answer at quarterback. Is Nick Sirianni the guy? The state of the franchise, how they're going to use the picks, but they've sort of rescued this season. From a first, uh, I would say, seven weeks where, you know, it was a lot of hate watching. It was a lot of feeling like you wasted your time on a Sunday. I mean, think of all the Eagles games you've watched in your life to the sickos in the chat and those listening. And how many times at the end of that day in the evening, you're just like miserable. Like, oh, my gosh, that was terrible. Now you have a team that for the last three weeks I'll throw that Chargers game in there. That was a good game. That was an entertaining game. The offense did some things so that they're on this sort of three-week run where they've been entertaining. They've won a couple games. I would say they, you know, they they're more likable probably to fans than they were earlier in the season so that's kind of my thought enjoy you know you'll be looking forward to sunday on friday you'll be if you see some friends you'll be talking about the saints game during thanksgiving you'll be talking about the eagles without it just being like oh my god i hate this team i hate this franchise and so i would say just sort of uh embrace that part of the nfl calendar right now
1: Well, I think that's an appropriate sentiment around Thanksgiving, and uh, I think my natural follow-up to you, Sheila, would be, what's your take on uh, using the word buttholes in a podcast?
3: Well, I do have notes from the last show, and uh, Zebra, you walked right into that, my friend. I mean, I thought, you know, I think Bo was setting you up there, and I didn't think you were going to take I it. I thought that I, it's uh, actually not even what I was thinking. But. Oh, you weren't? Oh, okay. I thought, I mean, that, that is the excuse. I, I do agree with Zach that that's the most famous, you know, if there are a couple of people texted
1: me. Like, uh, excuses are the, house, are, are the bricks that built the House of Failure as a popular one. Jeez.
3: Man, that was a little intense for the Kapadia household. Yeah. I mean, we didn't use any of these, but anyway.
2: I agree with uh Shield's sentiment about this team. And I, I do think that's important to keep in mind because if you think about the last decade of Eagles football, the teams that I'm not saying the best teams, but the teams that were the most fun, I think, for the fan base were when they were on their way up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like They're the coming the out te- of nowhere that's team. True. Yeah. yeah. The 2013 Eagles—that was a fun team. Uh, you know, they didn't do it. They lost in the first round of the playoffs, but they started the season slow. They were what? They were one and three. Nobody wants they, high they, expectations. They, they go on that run, yeah. And, and and then conversely, the teams that have been most vexing to fans have been the teams where they either had the high expectations or they were really good and they knew they were good and they thought they could just turn it on. Uh, so I, I I'm not saying the Eagles are are going to make the playoffs, but they've set it. They they've set you up, and when I say you, I mean our audience here. Uh, for two months of intriguing football, or a month and a half of intriguing football here. There's the the, the back stretch of the schedule is full of winnable games. If they get some momentum, they 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 have some players that I I, I think are enjoyable to watch or enjoyable to follow uh they're 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 fresh stories fresh faces so i i do think this is this is going to be an a, an interesting uh final month and a half here
1: even though the offense is overrated you're you're, you're right in
2: the,
3: it's not only that the uh i totally agree with you you're by right. the way i mean those are the best Uh, seasons to follow in my opinion as a fan that's why
1: 2017 was like the 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 combination of the two things was unbelievable they were great and it was unexpected
3: yes that's rare I mean I feel like to get both of those is rare usually you get the season out of nowhere it plateaus you're not winning the championship but you still can enjoy the experience and that team and this one is especially rare because a lot of times that might be with like a young quarterback who you have a lot invested in and that's not necessarily the case here. You know, maybe you do. Maybe you love Jalen Hurts and you've become a big Jalen Hurts fan, but it's not like every week is sort of, you know, oh man, we, we used four draft picks to get this guy and he just threw three interceptions and I can't uh enjoy anything else because of that.
1: I think that's fair and well said. Uh so in this episode we will do a little squall twenty two, find out what Sheel has to say after watching uh watching the faint fe- the film as it were, grinding the tape. And we'll talk about uh, what else is going on in Eagles' world. So, why don't we send it on over to the Stone Cold Newsman, Zach Berman, on the scene at the Novacare Complex?
2: Dallas Goddard is in the concussion protocol. That is the biggest news this week so far. We will monitor his status when the Eagles return to the practice field on wednesday and leading up to the game against the new orleans saints on sunday miles sanders is eligible to come off injured reserve uh pay attention to what the eagles do with him not just in terms of his roster status but if and when he does return if it is this weekend uh, he's going to return at some point so i shouldn't have said when but or or, i'm sorry i I shouldn't have said if but when he does return pay attention to how much they're going to use him if he reclaims his role as the unquestioned number one running back, or if there is a committee there—that is uh, something we can discuss. Otherwise, not much uh, as far as news or reaction. There, there aren't uh, many big um, prevailing stories this week. It's just it's a it's a team that has a, a little more juice, and uh, they were off. To, uh, they were off Monday. They were off today. They return tomorrow for their first day of work this week.
1: Thank you, Zach. Uh, Shield, what do you think – why don't we get into the running back conversation? Uh, What what do you think is going to happen when when Miles Sanders comes back? Will they rush him back?
3: Well, one of my notes uh, watching the film is that the offensive linemen loved – they loved how Jordan Howard – I mean, after these runs, they'll like – you know, there was one, I think, in the uh, third quarter – where he had a big run and Kelsey's just like going up to him right afterwards, like lifting him up. Link Johnson, he's feeling it. Uh, and so I can understand that from an offensive lineman's perspective. You want the run, you know, you feel like you're going to do your job. Don't, you know, if the, if the running back can do more than what's there, that's great, but don't screw it up and get less than what's there. Now that's from their perspective. It is weird, Jordan Howard. I mean, if you just look at his. When did he When did he join the Eagles? I remember I was in a hotel room 19. in Los Angeles writing a Jordan Howard uh, piece yeah, for was, when I was doing was that March. Daniel Jeremiah uh, nice. story. It was 2019 March 2019? Okay. I think, 2019. I think okay, it might so have been two, March
2: 26th, but I could be wrong.
1: That is <sighs> disgusting if
2: that's true. Unbelievable. Why would you know that? How do you know that? For some reason, that date jumps out in
1: my head. Oh, Let me see. Eagles. There's got to be more to it than that. Let me see here. Eagles
2: trade for
1: Jordan Howard. <laughs> if that's March 26th, this is frightening. Uh, that was that March was 28th. The... Uh, oh, well, I mean, you stink. Ow, I mean, what you're you out. Get out rest
3: of, here? of the pod. Sorry about
2: that. Uh, <laughs> Zach is not going to sleep tonight because he got that on. Huh? I'm not going to sleep tonight, but not because of that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, why, Well, now we have to ask the follow-up to our reporters. Why aren't you going to sleep tonight?
2: Got there's work? there's a yeah Kids? there's okay work not work and uh, catching up why oh the the uh fixers play late tonight <laughs> the, right the weeks after road games um mm. are tough because it's like you lose your Monday
1: mm, right exactly so, late flight in line. you didn't get into one a.m. this morning
2: I got in at midnight and got mm. I got home at twelve fifteen. 1230 thereabouts. about still still, still wired a, you're not going to go still, right to sleep never yeah still uh, still Watch wired and there.
1: uh yeah. and
2: i'll I, I mean i'll i'll <laughs> i don't say much but uh i'll share this uh because <laughs> this is this is relevant to our podcast. my ears
1: are our my our, our, our <laughs> you edge. know
2: my um my wife remarks how, how last night when i got home how like how happy she is that this is the last road trip right and Uh, there's, there's no more flights flights uh, and I, yes, there's, there's no more nights away. Everything else is a, is a driving game. And I say, well, until the playoffs and, uh, and she's, she's not, uh, a football fan, right? So, so she, she had been operating under the assumption that based on the way this season had been going, that this was going to end, uh, you know, the, what the first week, the first weekend of, of January. So it was one of those. Oh no, they're making the playoffs. I was like, "Well, we don't know. We'll see. We can discuss it tomorrow." And so, <laughs> so look, it's on the table now, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I, I feel like uh, I feel like the um, the demographic in which the uh, expansion to a seventh wild card team is least popular probably does have to be uh, wives of NFL reporters. Yeah. Or husbands. Yeah. or husbands,
3: or husbands, yeah, spouses oh, of, of significant others. Jeez, yes. all right.
2: Yes, uh, uh, but but the the demographic that probably likes it the most are spouses of NFL players. Of- no, <laughs> no. Spouses of <laughs> NFL players, right? Because uh, yeah, that that playoff bonus is, is a little easier to obtain right now. Mm, that's
1: true,
0: especially when you're planning a wedding. <laughs> no.
1: There you go. Look at that, <laughs> or a honeymoon. <laughs> I mean, it is like you look at it like. It's not crazy at all.
3: Yeah, I thought you guys, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say poo-pooed it. I think you caught yourself. But initially, when I'm listening to the end of that pod and you're saying, last flight of the year, I, you know, I was yelling oh, yeah. at my uh, phone. Not so fast, my friends. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's like, uh, I mean, I think they're listed as like 23% to make the playoffs or something like that. I would, I would, I would nudge it. I would nudge my turkeys a little bit higher than that. Does that factor know. in? Does
2: does that twenty three percent the the playoff probabilities? Does that factor in the opponents, or does it just factor
1: in? I think the, so. the path
2: to the playoffs.
1: I think I think I saw that on five thirty eight, but it may not have been updated after the game. Okay, it may not have been like adjusted to their new strength of. Yeah. Uh, gotcha, because uh, that's it's
2: it's not being four and six in in a wide open NFC East. I'm, I'm sorry, in a in a wide open NFC. That is relevant here as much as it is. All these games are winnable games up up really until we and, the, and
0: there
1: and the, there are two spots where that everybody stinks. Like I think the Vikings are are, I mean Shield can can be the expert here, but like the Vikings are a good team um, at four and five. Who like if the schedule allows, I think they would probably make one of those spots if if you know uh, they don't combust. But other than that, it's like. You know Carolina, you're going to believe in the Cam Newton thing. Eagles also have a tiebreaker over them. Uh, like maybe San Francisco after last night makes a run. Uh, like I mean New Orleans, if 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 the quarterback play can sustain, you know, the, if their defense carries them, that's possible too. But I mean, and and Seattle, you know, maybe Russell Wilson goes on a run. But like none of those teams are playing the Jets and Giants and Washington five times in the, pa- in, the in the final six weeks. So.
3: 25.2% according to football outsiders. Uh, And and I, I'm pretty sure that takes into That's account uh everything that you mentioned there. So, wow. All right. You I feel it like for, I put it out. Right? Like so you're booking 35%. your uh, playoff tickets, 35, wow. just throw 10%, you know, all their, mo- their modeling and the yeah. years, decades really worth of work they put into coming yeah. up with that number. And you say, just bump it up to give it yeah. the bubble
1: bump. 35%. I thought about it. All right. I'm giving, that's called the, uh, that's called the Emily Berman bump. That's the, uh, <laughs> just because she yeah. doesn't want it to happen. It's it's 10%. 10 I don't want to say so she, 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 I mean,
2: she's not like a spoil sport. It's not that she doesn't. No, want she's not winning against it, but
1: you know, yeah. it's not, it's not, a, it's not something that was factored into her, uh, her schedule making. For she, she preferred if they won the division and it was a home game. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. 2017 was good. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing but home okay. games. Oh. Now, their um,
3: remaining schedule is 24th, according to uh, Football Outsider. So, not that's surprising, not quite the easiest uh, in the NFL, but easier than normal. You want to bump that down to uh, like 29. Well, that's, now? Why
1: that's why they're wrong. That's why, they, the why they're ball? at okay. 25 instead of 35. Uh, to answer
3: your question, that. I mean, yeah, if Miles Sanders is healthy, he should play. I don't know that he's going to, you know, it might be more of a running back by committee than it was previously. I think that would make sense. I would want Jordan Howard in there in like uh, short yardage, maybe in, uh, in red zone, Situations, You know, I, I feel like you're avoiding those negative plays with him. But at the same time, the run game has changed since earlier in the season. They go to it more. It's better. It's more efficient. It's more diverse. And so there is a scenario where Miles Sanders comes in and some of these 14, 15 yard runs are turning into 40 and 50 yard runs. So mm-hmm. uh, he's the most talented guy. I understand the knock on him with not always going where the play is supposed to be and uh, taking on some negative runs. But if you're giving me the payoff of the home runs, then I will live with that. Uh,
1: Michael Lopez from the NFL had, had tweeted out <clears throat> earlier today about the, like the variance of running backs in the league. And Miles Sanders is the most hit or miss uh, ball carrier, inclu- so including quarterbacks and guys who qualify in the entire league. Um, in terms of getting what is there, ver, you know, getting less than it, and also getting much more than it. So it is, it's like, it's not like it's, if it's all Miles Sanders, which I, I don't think it will be, and this is sort of a, a, a straw man argument, but, like, it's not going to be like, as you said, 15 play sustained drives of, you know, four yards, four yards, three yards. It's going to be a couple big runs, and he's going to have some negative runs, too. It's, you know, it's not really the way they've been playing, but I I, I don't think that means you don't insert him into the offense. I'm I'm not trying to,
2: but I do think. Up. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. You finish. You finish. I was it's just really gonna
1: funny. say I don't think I don't think you you like you you play Miles Sanders, but I do think the past three weeks has been a good example of why you don't pay Miles Sanders.
2: Uh, well, so so we can get to that in a moment, or we can probably get to that in a year and a half too. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> <'cause>, but <laughs> That's why you should have
1: traded Miles Sanders when I said they should have. But uh,
2: I don't mean to pat myself on the back here, or or mm-hmm. knock you. Um, but uh,
1: like this
3: already,
2: <laughs> you're uh, at at the roster cut down when I was saying they should keep Jordan Howard on this team. You're I was right, like so outspoken that there was no reason for them to keep Jordan Howard on this team.
1: And I was um, correct. I was no, right. No, I didn't I, I
3: wasn't it, so. it wasn't a, it wasn't an argument. I have a it, list of things here to go over. Right, you guys it wasn't ahead. an argument ten, based ten on, Gordon on Howard's on
1: skill. It was an argument based on the league's valuation <laughs> of him. He was he was cut by the Dolphins last year, and the Eagles mm-hmm. signed him for nothing in the offseason. So there was no concern that they were going to lose him if they cut him, and that's exactly what happened. They were able to keep him on the practice squad for like seven, eight weeks, sure. and then they were able to bring him up when they needed him. I was I was absolutely correct. So so the,
2: the counter to that is is he should have been on this team all along, and he should have been used all along, because I, I, I think he he provides real tangible value. and i've I've said that, and you can say that I'm pro jordan howard. i've I've written quite a bit about him since since two thousand and nineteen. there's There's something to be said about someone who can get positive yards. And I know there are deficiencies in his game, and I, I know there are things he he doesn't do. You can't tell me that they wouldn't have been a better football team. Uh, on what September four uh, on September fourteenth, if Jordan Howard was on the team, then without Jordan Howard on the team,
1: well, the way they played in the beginning of the season, they didn't need Jordan Howard. I mean, Boston Scott was on the roster and he didn't play an offensive sure. snap until week seven. So, what was Jordan Howard going to do besides just sit on his ass?
2: Well, that's why they didn't keep him right okay. because yeah. they were
1: because they weren't gonna. So run the, ball. the arguments that uh, they should have played him, not that they should have yeah. kept him.
2: So, but you need to have him on the team in order to play him, <laughs> so they
1: didn't have the option to. They, they did right? exactly what they <laughs> needed to do, they kept but, him around.
3: I don't mean to make extra work for you, but we're gonna edit all this out, right? I mean, if, if the sickle, <laughs> that's one thing. If you're subscribing to the podcast, trying to get some juice about this team on a uh, midweek as they make this playoff push and you don't want to be privy to the Jordan Howard discussion, then we should just, you know, give that. Maybe we can do two different episodes. I've been wrong about a lot of things. This is not one of them. Well, listen, do this as a back and forth on the athletic. Okay. You can, I don't know. The chat's pretty now.
0: divided too. <laughs> also, yeah. she'll
2: start the Jordan Howard conversation. A, right. We, we, you literally we, said how no, excited no. the offensive linemen were. Yeah. Jordan no, Howard that's
3: Bo asked about it. I oh, was it going back to August <laughs> yeah, or whatever? Zach led with the <laughs> so, All right. So some numbers about what we were talking about. Miles Sanders, um, uh, 15 all, basically 16% of his rushes have gone for zero or negative yards it's only about 7% with Jordan Howard so your eyes are not uh, deceiving you what we're talking about that's absolutely uh absolutely true there so i mean i, I don't know it, it's not that interesting to me the running back discussion i mean they're not going to just bench him. it's not like they're going to just bench miles sanders he's going to play and then they'll figure it out
1: and they've got his they've got they've got his picture up in the practice bubble they can't just okay. bench him
2: so mm-hmm. give me just just thirty Aussie quick choice. seconds here. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I want thirty quick go seconds. Ahead. Finish closing on, arguments. No, no, no. This isn't closing arguments. This thirty seconds, a, as long as it this takes. This is just to run a little 40. Jordan Howard background here because I I do try to humanize these guys. Okay, we spoke during the off when they signed Jordan Howard. There was literally no market for him. He thought that his playing career might be finished. Right, he 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 was. He, uh, no team was calling. Let's the cut Eagles that out. Calling. There was
1: literally no market for him, just as yeah. the, fin- f- uh, the final answer to this argument.
2: He thought that he did everything he needed to do to make the team during the preseason, did not make it. And so he, he said he had some rough days there earlier in the year, especially Sundays, when he's sitting at home. Uh, and, and this is something I imagine Marissa can, can understand, right? When a player feels like they're, they're doing everything they can and, and, and just needs that chance. And, uh, finally comes up, but he, he turned 27, I think a week and a half ago or two or two weeks ago. And he's one of these players because he was a prominent player as a rookie that people, uh, think he's been around for so long. Right. And, and teammates were surprised that he was 27. They, they, they thought he was like 30. And I I think he made the joke that, you know, a a 27 year old running back might as well be 30 because that's, that's old in running back years. But he, he doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires from the past year and a half. And uh, the Eagles are certainly using him here.
1: Well, I think <laughs> you are right that, that, I mean, Jordan Howard himself deserves a ton of credit. He's, he's been very good, and he deserves credit for being very good.
3: It is weird. He's been, he's been so much better with the Eagles than, I mean, even when they traded for him from the He was Bears the worst
1: and- running back in the league for the Dolphins. Yeah,
3: right I'm pretty sure I was pretty critical uh, of that. Uh, although what, they didn't give up much,
2: right? What was Last it? year? or No, in, the first time. He was it sixth it was no, it was six six, yeah. yeah. So it was low risk. Sixth or so, yeah. It and might have been conditional. And then
3: nice deal from Miami. I mean, it was a crazy signing by the Dolphins. So at least he got some cash, some some money out of that. And now he gets to extend his uh career here.
1: Uh all right, Shield, do you want to get to why don't, why don't we get to the rest of your offensive notes from from the squall twenty two?
3: Well, I don't want to I don't I want to get accused of using the fancy uh what did you call them, Zach, abbreviations or what? Acronyms. Mm-hmm. Acronyms. Okay. Yeah. Tell me how many uh, points they scored. But <laughs> eighth and eighth in offensive DVOA. Eighth. Eighth. When's the last mm-hmm. season they were this high in offensive DVOA? Thirteenth passing, the right? rushing. I mean, this late into the season, they were Not never 18? this high.
1: Were they that
0: high
3: in 18. I don't no, think they they were I don't were
2: this think high in so. 18. Okay. It's incredible 18, the defense had had problems but the offense was playing well.
3: Yeah, I think they were in the like 11-12 range. I mean, they had some luck go their way. I could be wrong. Maybe they were better and came back, but 8th in offensive DVOA, 10th in EPA per drive. You read the stats post game about what they've done in the uh in the last 3 weeks and I mean, Jalen Hurts, they, you know, I, I thought that the, the second half stuff was a lot of nonsense uh, after reviewing the, uh, you know, reviewing the game on film, not just watching it live. But, I mean, they had three real possessions. They scored on one of them, you know, and, and that was a, a possession where Nate Herbick had a bad snap in the red zone. They have an interception, and then they He's have His only snap line. of the game. Yeah, I mean, it's a very small sample. The last two drives... They were just running the ball into uh, eight-man boxes, and the game was over. So uh, I don't really read too much into that. I thought Jalen Hurts, the play you guys mentioned in the postgame pod, absolutely stood out where he's keeping his eyes downfield. He's not just scrambling and crossing the line of scrimmage to run, and he's finding Dallas Goddard. That was a very nice throw with Goddard. On the move, the throw to Quez Watkins before that might have been his best throw of the year. I mean, that is a dime right in his hands. That's a, I mean, what a huge play that would have been if he catches that ball. I mean, his numbers would look uh, totally different. So after the game,
1: Hertz said his best throw he thought was when he was the completion to Rager because he he was about to get hit.
3: Okay. That was a nice comeback. Yeah. Right on the uh, left side there by Rager. So uh, he played well and the running game continues to be. Really good. The offensive line. Uh, I'm not an O-line guru. Maybe I should send the film to Marissa and see if she uh, agrees with this or not. But so
0: Michael was actually just watching because he's you know oh. preparing for the Lions, and he was saying mm. how much of a joy it is watching Jason Kelsey. Oh, is, yeah. Wow. So, look at
3: that yeah. bad inside. He's been impressed nice. too. Yeah. That's, I feel like Jason Kelsey is an offensive lineman's offensive lineman. Yeah. you know They like yeah. watching him and uh, appreciating him. Uh, so of course he, he has been solid and it was good that he didn't go down. I thought Lane Johnson had maybe the best game for an Eagles offensive lineman all season. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not a guru, so I don't like, you know, you just watch it and are like did the guy, but you can, when a guy's just tossing people, left and right, like he was doing. I mean, he was moving them out of the way. He was fired up. Brandon Thorne tweeted out the links where, where Lane Johnson had three different first downsides. And like by the end, uh, he's just going nuts there. He He's always loved when they get in those drives where they're just running the ball and uh, he's dominating. So that was absolutely um, good to see as well. I don't know what else uh, I had here. Landon Dickerson had a couple issues in in pass protection, but that's okay. The run game was, uh, you know, everybody was good in the run game. Some Jalen Hurts thoughts here. You know, twenty-three quarterbacks have started at least nine games. I, I think there's some stuff we're taking for granted with Jalen Hurts. Basically, twenty-three quarterbacks have started at least nine games. Two have turned the ball over uh, fewer times than Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah, like he doesn't have. No, he should have maybe had a couple more in this game, but but yes, I, I mean that he I has need been one more. No, he had a bad fumble, and he should Interceptions
3: have Interceptions get dropped. A bad fumble, Landon Dickerson's getting smoked there. He's getting hit for his, his arms yeah, getting he, hit. He
1: doesn't have to fumble the ball. He All can right. hold on to the ball. He's getting ready
3: to throw. I mean, the, even the interception, I thought you were a little harsh on him uh, with the interception. You know, it was a bad throw, but it's not like a, I don't know. If you're looking at percentile of stupidest interception to totally well, bad luck, I would I put know. it in the middle somewhere. I mean, you, you got to
1: lead. So. Like it's, You don't have to force okay. that throw. I don't well, know. Listen.
3: He I've been sometimes. so. He was listening to the
2: pod. I've been so impressed by him, uh, it, but by the way he's improving, and that's why I don't want to say it frustrated me, but but I I never understood when these questions would come up why you had to have your mind made up on on Jalen Hurts in like October November right that the the samples you, you this season provided that type of sample size to evaluate him to see if he can improve. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's the guy going forward. What I am saying is, is that this is why he has the chance, and this is why any type of judgment uh, needed to be reserved until there was a reason to make that type of judgment because um, you want to see him improve. And that's what jumps out to me the most is the improvement that he's making from one point of the year to another point of the year.
1: I mean, and those I mean, those reps are gold, like Mm -hmm. it's you can't you can't evaluate him without seeing what happens once he gets all those reps. And I think we I at least took a little bit of that for granted because he had played so many games in college. Right. That uh, maybe the reps wouldn't make such a difference for him. That was you know, that was probably silly. Um, Who knows? And uh, to your point, Zach, like the is he the guy or not? I think you know, doesn't really leave the door open for uh door number three, which is let give him, you know, he can be the guy for next year. And then you don't, you know, j- that just because you decide that there's no quarterback in the draft or the price for a veteran is not right. Entering next year. You want to see what he can do after making this leap in year two. What kind of leap, leap could he make next year? That doesn't mean that he's your quarterback in perpetuity. Like yeah. things change. Yeah. Well, that's so the thing.
2: I, I, I just want to respond here. I'm seeing in the comments, uh, I I certainly don't want to see him hypocritical. I I think the Justin Fields questions were entirely relevant on draft day because you had a decision to make. Uh, When I say the – I said you did not have to make that evaluation of Hertz being your guy on October 1st or November 1st because uh, the season played out. I absolutely think it was a relevant conversation in April because you had the opportunity to get somebody else. But then once you commit to seeing him this year – You commit to seeing him this year.
3: Yeah, I don't think you, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The the fact of the matter is the odds of Jalen Hurts being the guy, the guy, like in in terms of you don't have to look for another quarterback, were very low going into this season. They might still be, you know, Mm -hmm. they're they're still probably pretty low in terms of is he I'm talking about the guy who you're just building around. Don't worry, but you're not even looking for anything else, uh, and so I don't think there's. I think the Justin Fields conversation was one that was absolutely relevant, and I, I don't see anything uh, hypocritical about what you said. Totally. What, what Bo said, you should always be looking for Patrick Mahomes, Kyler. I mean, whoever you want to name, the, like the just the person who's going to get you to basically the divisional round, Jordan the Howard. title game, year in <laughs> and year out. Those guys – what'd you say? Jordan, said Jordan Howard. Howard. Um, but those guys, you know, it's hard to find those guys. And so you don't just throw up your hands and say, well, like, like Jalen Hurts doesn't have to be evaluated just on that. Is he in that class or is he a bum? Like there is a middle ground that most teams Mm -hmm. in the NFL, probably two thirds of the league are currently in right now. And he's on a rookie contract. So yeah, I mean, in terms of ball security, in terms of his rushing numbers, which I wrote about in my column today, the athletic.com slash birds with friends, of course, you can get a discount. If you don't subscribe uh, yet, I don't know what you're doing. But holiday season, you know, go get yourself a subscription with that code. Uh, I mean, his rushing numbers are, I feel like the way he does it doesn't stand out. I mean, we've all watched quarterbacks where you're like, wow, this guy is dynamic and tearing it up as a runner. And there's highlights every week. That's not the type of runner he is. It's weird. But you look at his numbers compared to Lamar Jackson, and they're very, uh, I mean, they're very similar to the first 10 weeks of the season. And in some cases, yards per carry success rate, Jalen hurts has actually been better than Lamar Jackson. And we have a bigger sample. Even if we go back to last year, that this guy is a very efficient, effective runner. He's on pace for 930 rushing yards. Like, you know, just cause Lamar Jackson blew up the record books. Like that's nothing that's really hard to do for a quarterback. Even in this era, he hasn't missed time because of an injury. Uh, has he been on the injury report? No, he's
2: he's had a, a few nicks here and there,
3: but okay. nothing serious. So yet. he's been durable. That's been a non-issue. You know why? He doesn't take a lot of stupid hits yeah. either. I mean, he doesn't do stupid stuff. He's not throwing the ball with his left hand. He's not doing backhanded flips uh, while he's in the grass about. of a defender. He's not, you know, unnecessarily uh, holding on to the ball and getting crushed. He decides what he's going to do and he does it. Are there times when he leaves the pocket too early? Yeah. All right. That's an issue. But I would rather have the quarterback be on the field uh, than the alternative completion percentage above expectation. Uh, He's he's middle of the pack. I mean, he's he's ahead of Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, So those are some of the things that I think that also has to do with the type of throws he's making as well. Well, that takes that into account. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the, that's the next gen stats one where, I mean, it's, it's not perfect. I'm not going to say that and drops don't, um, it doesn't account for drops, but yeah, if you're attempting deeper passes, it looks at the probability based on where the defender is, how much pressure you're under. So I'm not saying he has better accuracy than those guys overall. No one's saying that, but if you're talking about a baseline of being accurate, really last game was, you know, the best, I, I think we've seen him in that respect. He's probably hit that as well. So I don't know if he's the guy, but uh, I do think there are some things that kind of get overlooked when you're just saying, well, all right, he's not Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Dak Pres- I mean, whoever else you want to put in that conversation. There are things he's doing that, you know, there's probably 10, 12, 14 starters in the league. You can't count on them uh, the way you can with him. And specifically now when they've catered the offense more to his strength. I mean, he's still playing uh, behind two backup offensive linemen. Right, you know, in terms of what
1: you're uh, Dick, saying, Dickerson does. I mean, he's a second round, a
3: pick. second round pick. So is second round pick rookie. He's has issues. He's the worst guy in pass protection. Okay, his sack rates up five percent. Jalen Hurts. I mean, all these guys who scramble yeah. and run, their sack rates are way higher than that usually. He's not taking. I was only I was only like taking Howard. issue with
1: with calling Dickerson, Dickerson a backup.
3: Man, unbelievable! Get the hell out of here. It's a good point.
1: <laughs> good point by you. He it is, um, I mean, he. he you're right. He, he, is, he has eliminated so many negative plays and so many of the frustrating, like drive killing negatives that we, we saw the past couple seasons.
3: Even last game, Dallas Goddard goes out. I mean he's got Devonte Smith and you know who yeah. does he have behind that it was just like the you know the last quarterback who was here got every excuse week after week after week oh the front office mm-hmm. screwed him he's got no one to throw to they're playing with backup offensive mm-hmm. linemen oh you remember remember every week oh there was a little little uh, you know a Carson Wentz backer would put out a little bill oh, look at this receiver Ran, did you remember any video clips of yeah. a receiver running the wrong route this year, and that's why Jalen Hurts made a boneheaded throw? So just think, you know, let, let's let's take all that into account when evaluating. Now,
1: now just to play devil's advocate, I think yeah. I think the most meaningful thing working against Jalen Hurts is the franchise's lack of uh, support, like pu- not public support, but it seems to me everything they've done that they are not behind him, they are not sold on him, and that is worthwhile signal at least, um, entering, you know, they had, they had a year with him. So not that they shouldn't always be evaluating and looking for, you know, the Mahomes type, but, uh, they are, I think are, have signaled at every turn that, that they are very unsold on, on Jalen Hurts.
2: Yeah. I, I just look at it. That, and the other part too is, is they needed to adjust the way they played offense to try to maximize him, which isn't which necessarily is still so
1: confounding. Like, it, you know we all said it from the beginning yeah, of the year the that box, this is the way the that they needed to, the to play like, why Seven, did it take said. so long?
2: because I, I I do think there was this push pull between the way they wanted to play and 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 the way they they realized they needed to play and and, and perhaps they thought this this wasn't sustainable and, and perhaps this isn't sustainable but you know there's a'm a, I'm, I'm not comparing them. But in, I'm I'm just saying there's there's almost like this Nick Foles element to Hertz where you're gonna get some ugly games, you're gonna get some ugly plays in there, uh, but you're also gonna get some the some some high points, Mister High. see, I
3: feel like it's different with him. But but players like like, I I
2: was uh, I was gonna say like teammates like playing with him too. That's 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 the other thing is is that be true? Yeah, yeah, guys for there's there's no way to measure this but people rally around him and and they did that with Foles as well
3: yeah i mean i think the most likely so if this continues to go this way let's say they are somewhere slightly above average their offense they end the year maybe 13th i don't know i mean maybe maybe it'll be higher they're eighth right now it's 10 weeks so uh who knows but you know I agree that you should always be looking for the guy, but I don't know that that guy is going to exist in this draft. Maybe he does and, and will feel differently in the spring, but it wouldn't be the worst case scenario to... Maybe you trade down one or two of those picks. You're accumulating draft capital think for the next year. You're adding talented players. You don't need to go out and add a middle-of-the-road quarterback. I mean, maybe, who knows? Maybe this thing will go down the, uh, down the tubes and we'll be having a different conversation in two months. That's possible, too. It could go in either direction. But let's say he's middle-of-the-pack, competent to slightly above average. You don't need to go out and make a big quarterback move for somebody who might be mediocre. I mean, I sure. would not be giving up three first round picks for a Russell Wilson. If you're comparing that, you know, compared to uh, what hurts is now, maybe others would feel differently really? to me. That would be much, uh, much. I think greater. that is, I,
1: I do. I do think that that is how he's like white whale. Like
3: yeah. Could re-
1: reversing the miss on, on Russell Wilson from that yeah. draft. I feel like that is the guy he wants. We'll I mean, see, he's mate. also
2: a special player too. Well, It's, here's it, the thing, it's though. not just, <clears throat> it's not just rectifying. A previous mistake. it's like he's, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback.
3: He's also well, so is Joe Flacco.
1: Th-
2: <laughs> I
3: mean they really they should win. the Eagles uh, I, I've been very critical of them. They should win like a Sloan Analytics Award for getting a draft there. Joe Fl- <laughs> Joe Flacco can't even dress. I guess he dressed last he week came in. Final. he played. What are the jets thinking of that? I mean, why didn't he dress? There weren't there rumors he didn't want to play? He or something? played in the
1: last game.
2: Oh,
3: he
1: played. Oh, see, I didn't even watch in that. He came in at the far. end of that game.
2: Yeah, with yeah. the Mike Wells. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. the uh, the Mike White Mike four White
3: interception. Game. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, after a couple. Yeah. They well, what happened? Anyway, with is Black was
2: supposed to start, and then Mike White had the, had the game of his life, and, and right.
1: And they just rolled with white. It was also like slow to get to new- to get after the trade. He took like three days to get up. Yeah, there. with
3: something weird, like you know, he said he had to move, but like he lives in
0: South Jersey.
1: Marissa, what do we got on that?
0: It took yeah, it took him like five days to make it up up ninety-five. <laughs> he was walking from Audible on First-
1: hardware.
3: See yeah. first team CTC quarterback. He did. He my did
0: uh, have a touchdown this past weekend. Oh so. my
3: gosh! See, I when yeah, when I'm scrolling the through, through the games, if it gets to blowout territory, I you know I, I don't keep going. Sorry, right, I totally missed that. All right.
1: Anyway, so, but Zach, so you would give up three, three first, all three first round picks. Let's say they all come in, you'd give them up for Russell Wilson.
2: I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say at this point. But if that, if that came up this offseason. let's say none
1: of them were in the top
2: five. I'd probably do two. I, I would do two. Uh, I, I mean, who are you bidding against that is giving up three picks, right? So uh, I would probably consider that, but yeah, I, I would look. Uh, I would rather have uh, Russell Wilson than Jalen Hurts. Um and yeah, but I would rather would have I would have I would rather have Russell Wilson than than then Jalen Hurts and two first round picks. I I mean, Russell Wilson changes everything. So that's yeah, but but, but I, I would rather have Jalen Hurts and a pick than any of the quarterbacks in this draft. Like I'm uh, and I say that I I know they don't have to make Russell that decision Wilson yet. 30, I know they don't have to make that decision yet. But um I I wouldn't based on what I've seen so far from Jalen Hurts and based on what I've seen so far from these college quarterbacks, I wouldn't say that player is better than Jalen Hurts. Like I'm I'm Spending the number ten overall pick on this rookie to unseat Jalen Hurts, I I wouldn't do that. So if you're talking about Russell Wilson, yeah, that I I will die on that hill. Uh, I think if if Russell Wilson's on your team, it's it changes everything. You have a chance to you have a chance to win the Super Bowl when when Russell Wilson's your quarterback. That's my. I think,
3: I think it's fine to draft a guy if you see if you see that seal it and you think he can be. Uh, One of the you know top five guys for a long time, I think is perfectly fine to draft that quarterback right now. It doesn't seem like there's that guy, but a lot uh, certainly. That's what I said as of as of right now, based on what I've seen so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with well with Wilson, it's tough because if he plays really well down the stretch, then they're probably not going to want to trade him. And if he doesn't play well down the stretch. Now, are you worried about that you're trading for a declining player who's 33 years old, and do you really have the talent around him to compete for a Super Bowl next three years? So, I,
2: don't know. I, I think it's smooth. That- I
3: mean, he has a he's got the no trade clause anyway, and I think there are going to be bidders that are probably all going to be in the same neighborhood, but who knows?
1: I just, as someone who wants to have the longest view in the room, I feel like <laughs> maybe Jalen hurts as a young guy is better than, than Russell Wilson as an old man, but who knows?
2: I mean, how old is, is 33? He's going to be 33. So you're, you're, I mean,
3: you're looking at probably three years where you can, if you, if you think he's fine, three years
1: where he, I just don't think I, I, I just think that like the Eagles should be taking advantage of this opportunity to actually reboot the young talent on the roster and trading two or three first round picks for Russell Wilson certainly would make them much better in 2022, but how long is that going to last? Like you have a chance here to really restock the cupboard. Five years. I mean, with the rest yeah, of the roster years. though,
2: like Russell Wilson has never missed a game in, un, until this season. Well, until this um, season, maybe now he's, he's won, I think a hundred of no 150 longer. Maybe starts. now it's
1: Mr. Limited.
2: <laughs> he's, he's won a hundred and a hundred of 150 starts uh, prolific quarterback, uh, cha- it would yeah, depend uh, on the uh, price, you know, again, this is a conversation that would be up uh, for us to have. And, yeah, February, that's right. November Let's 16. see.
3: Yeah. The you're first right. First. Let's see how the yeah. next two months go. Figure and
1: just to uh, close the book, Zach was correct earlier. Uh, the Jordan Howard pick was a six that could have turned into a fifth, but it did not turn into a
3: fifth. Oh, I it thought you six. were admitting defeat on whatever. Uh, no, Zach was incorrect you about the argument, having. but he was
1: right <laughs> about the pedantry. So, uh, <laughs> never, never argue against Zach when it comes to, uh, Facts about Eagles' past. Uh, all right, let's take a little. Uh, let's take a little. Hold break. on, I
3: have one more offensive okay. uh, note here. Uh, there was a screen to Boston Scott. Oh, in, should have
1: been a touchdown.
3: Yeah, but you know what I liked. What am I What I really liked about this, so it was a screen in the second quarter. It looked like Jalen Hurts made a check at the line of scrimmage. They got exactly what they wanted. Devonte Smith makes a uh, little block on that play, and he was like so upset. That it didn't score. Right, mm. Listen, this is some body language, doctor stuff going on. But you know what? You look for the little stuff. That's what. It's and all about. So he, that's really he, what
1: the all twenty two is for.
3: Yeah, he was jumping up and down. Uh, you know, he was so uh, he, he was upset that they didn't score a touchdown there, which I think says something about a guy. The play isn't even to him. He's just throwing a block there. You know, he's not going to get any stats for that, and uh, he was visibly uh, frustrated and bummed. That they didn't score. So if you want to look at that, uh, I posted that clip on my Instagram at mm. Chiel oh, People seem to like a little these. clip, a little Eagles clip on Instagram. I don't know. Maybe there'll be more where that came from.
1: Okay, just don't all pull right. a Tubin. All right.
3: <laughs> Was that that wasn't even Instagram? First of all, I don't think. I mean, I don't. Know. You it's still know good advice. Book, <laughs> Yeah, it is good advice. Thank you. Without that advice, I mean, who knows
1: what might have happened. All right. Uh, Let's take a break here from our sponsors and uh, we'll be back on the other side.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right.
1: you're listening to
0: z being the wolf <whistles>
1: on bwf usa where it's not about the calls it's about the all right welcome back to z being the wolf the show that makes you go oh You know what time of the week it is, everybody. It's time. It's time. It's Kapadia time. Sheil Kapadia from The Athletic, Senior National Writer. Sheil, how you doing?
3: I'm glad you got senior in there. You forgot that last time, and I was threatening to not come back again. So good job by you, Wolfman.
1: No problem. We know you're old. Glad to have it on the record. Okay. Uh, You know, Sheil, I want to talk to you about these Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers I like to call him Aaron Rodgers because all of his opinions are all over the place okay the guy's a nut job we know that it's been established but on the field what did you see from his comeback that big game in the snow I like to think of myself as a critical thinker like he is I want to hear what you had to say
3: yeah I thought their their offense was pretty terrible in that game I mean they did nothing it was a three nothing game deep into the second half. It was a boring game. You know, we thought that was going to be a fun matchup. Russell Wilson returns Aaron Rodgers comes back, shootout and it wasn't that at all. Really, the story with the Packers has been their defense. You know, all these years, they've had a great offense and their defense couldn't get it together under Mike Patton. They switch defensive coordinators. They go from Mike Petton to Joe Barry. They've had injuries. Adarius Smith has been out. Jair Alexander. I mean, these are all pro-type players and their defense has still performed at a high level. One of your old friends, by the way, Rasul Douglas getting mm. a lot of play for that uh, Packers defense. So uh, we'll see, you know, they're, they're in a good spot in the NFC. I think their offense has been a little bit uneven this year. It hasn't been as good a, as it was last year. So they're definitely going to be uh, in the mix, but I would say I would, you know, probably have two, three teams ahead of them in my pecking order in terms of who's going to get to the Super Bowl uh, out of the NFC.
1: Rasul Douglas, Chandon Sullivan—all they're missing is Sidney Jones for a Super Bowl, baby. Yeah,
2: tell me about it, Shill, I got to tell you a story. A few years ago, the Wolfman got me is this into this it about fantasy... Bob Huggins. Oh no, no, I got no, some we'll Bob Huggins been. stories we'll for you, but we'll, Sorry, we'll talk about ahead. those off the air. But uh, <laughs> a few years ago, the Wolfman got me into this fantasy football craze. My idea of fantasy football was always when the NFL came out with Thursday night and came out with an 18th game or 18th week, more football is my fantasy. But he told me I should, I should do fantasy football, and I had, I had Derrick Henry on my team, and I, I, was, I was so excited. And then all of a sudden, Derrick Henry goes down, and I'm thinking, that's the end of my team, that's the end of the Tennessee Titans, but the Titans keep winning. What's going on over there in Nashville?
3: Yeah, I thought you were going to go fan. You know, your idea of fantasy football had to do with Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm glad you kept it clean. I know you have some young listeners here. Don't get them uh, started on Topanga. D- d- during, the, uh, during the day here. You know, the Titans are in a great spot right now. They have eight wins, which is two more than any other team in the AFC. I believe they have the easiest remaining schedule in the NFL. I mean, they play the Texans twice. They play the Jaguars, and they play some other dumpster fire team that they're going to be double-digit favorites over. So it's a different-looking team. You know, that was not necessarily the most impressive win against the New Orleans Saints. They benefited from a a very so-so, sketchy, roughing the passer call at the end of the first half, which would have resulted in a Saints interception. Instead, the Titans end up scoring a touchdown, but they figured out a way. Their defense is a lot better. Another one of your old friends, Jim Schwartz. I know you guys uh, thought he retired last year. He's actually been a senior advisor for that Titans- uh, Titans team, any coincidence that their defense finally gets it together and is either mediocre to slightly above average here. Jeffrey Simmons playing well, Harold Landry, Danica wattry, nice veteran. So their pass rush has played well. They're in great shape. They just need to survive. I mean, if they just win those games, they're supposed to win. That's going to be 12 wins right there. You get one more. That's 13 wins. You're probably going to be the top seed in the AFC. You're going to get a buy and the favorite national reporter of your show of my show Diana Rossini reported last week that people in the Titans organization think Derek Henry can come back in January. So you get that by all of a sudden you're hosting a game in the divisional round, maybe King Henry returns and you're in very good shape. So uh, impressive job by Mike Rabel and that coaching staff.
1: All right. CB so and the Wolf talking to Sheila Kapadia from the Athletic Senior and national football writer. Uh, Sheila, I got your take on the Packers in that game. I want to ask you about the Seahawks. Russell Wilson comes back. I call him Russell Stilskin because he's a little weirdo. And uh, what do you think about these Seahawks? Do you you think there's a chance that this is the last season we're going to get to see Mr. Unlimited in Seattle?
3: It could be. You know, last week we talked and uh, I think I felt like the Seahawks had a good chance to get back into the playoff mix. I'm not giving up on them yet, but he certainly was not himself. I mean, he was missing throws. He had two terrible interceptions. I didn't think he was moving great. They couldn't call plays with Russell Wilson under center because they thought it would aggravate uh, his finger injury. So they're really trying to figure this out. You know, they made an offensive coordinator change in the off season. And the truth is the offense hasn't really been good going back to before Russell Wilson's injury. So They've got to figure some things out. Now, the NFC is wide open. Can they sneak in there as the seventh seed? I'm not giving up on them yet. But, man, if that doesn't happen, absolutely something has to give there in Seattle, whether it's Pete Carroll moving on
2: or whether it's the Seahawks trading Russell Wilson. There are a bunch of dopes, a bunch of nitwits who thought that the Kansas City Chiefs were done. I— I read all these stories on my phone. I don't know how these stories came up on my phone. Someone must have sent them to me that said, uh, uh, the league has figured out Patrick Mahomes. Well, I figured out Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a good quarterback. What do you think, (laughs) Shield?
3: Yeah, you you've been uh, you've been riding that for a while. I'm I'm with you, ZBC. See what I hate about the world of football analysis now. It's like the Chiefs lose a game two, three weeks ago, and everyone's thinking they've got to figure it out. Oh, the Chiefs are done. Teams are playing with these two deep safeties, they can't figure it out, they're cooked, forget about them. And then the Chiefs have a game like they did Sunday night about the Raiders, and those very same people are like oh, I guess the Chiefs are okay after all and know how to figure out cover two. Like, relax, all right? There's a truth in this. I know you guys like a little bit of hyperbole, but the fact of the matter is the offense was struggling. I mean, they had three or four games that were absolutely below league average in terms of offensive performance. And so they come out Sunday. They play well against the Raiders. The Raiders don't really play those coverages with two deep safeties. They are a single high safety team. And Patrick Mahomes has a very good game, throws for 400 yards. Five touchdowns. I'm not convinced that they're totally fixed. I think they're still going to have some issues the rest of the way. I, I think as long as you have Mahomes, you have Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Andy Reid, the fact of the matter is the most likely scenario is that you figure things out and your offense is going to be very good. So I think that's going to be the case. But I, I'm sure you know two weeks from now their offense will struggle and then the same people will say, oh, I thought there was nothing wrong with the like, Get your story straight and don't delete tweets. That's what I have to say. But do follow me on Instagram at
1: Shilkepati. All right, enough enough of that. Uh, So, you know, Zach doesn't – ZB doesn't read uh, stuff on his phone. But I I do see him every morning I come in. He's always the first guy in the office, and he's sitting there reading this book about the Patriots dynasty. That's all he does. It's taken him like three months to get through it. I mean, he must read very slowly. But I I do got to say, the Patriots, a pretty impressive win against the Cleveland Browns. Mac Jones, I call him Snack Jones. You know what I'm saying? Do you think he would be the number one quarterback from this draft, redrafted, and can the Patriots make the Super Bowl against Tom Brady? Uh, Good question.
3: Would he be? I I don't think he would be. No, I I think you have to look at the situation – He was put into, obviously, with a very good uh, coaching staff, uh, specifically the head coach, and a very good offensive line. You know, I think we were talking off air last week before I came on, and I said I thought the Patriots were a little overrated. Well, I'm glad I didn't go to air uh, with that take because they come out and they have one of the most complete performances by any team we've seen all season. I mean, they had the ball eight possessions. They score on seven of them, six touchdowns, one field goal, Three drives of 90 yards or more, and I will give Mac Jones credit. You know, certainly they mixed some stuff in in there, some end arounds, some screens. They help him out. But he had like three or four throws in this game that I had not seen from him uh, previously this season. So he he definitely did a fantastic job uh, in that game. The Patriots are better than I thought they were going to be uh, offensively. I still want to see it more on a week-to-week basis. I think they're a bit limited uh, with their weapons. But Mac Jones has played well. I still think you have to look at the situation. You know, if one of these other quarterbacks were in that situation, who knows, they might be playing uh, a lot better. I mean, think of it, Trevor Lawrence. Is he just watching that going, man, I should have tanked my senior season. Maybe I could have dropped down. I wouldn't be in Jacksonville. Could have gone to a better situation. Who knows? It's possible. You I anything left for this guy, Zach? ZB. Here's my here's my comp for Mac Jones, but I haven't taken this anywhere else. You guys pay me nothing. You give me Wawa gift cards, but I'm gonna give you. I think the comp for him is one of your uh your favorites. I think he can be a better version of Kirk Cousins. That's who he reminds me of. Now you might say, Kirk Cousins, that's it. Come on, man. I mean, Kirk Cousins has made a lot of money. He's put together some strong statistical seasons. He's probably never been in it with a coaching staff that's as good as what they have in New England. So uh, he sort of reminds me of Cousins a little bit. He's accurate. Um, you know, he, he kind of hangs in there in the pocket. He's not athletic. He's not going to make plays out of structure. But I feel like they're sort of similar style-wise.
1: All right. Well, Mr. Kapadia, as always, a pleasure to hear your words. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. And uh we'll be back on the other side. Aubrey Huff stops by to talk some truth. We'll talk to you then. Uh okay. How you guys doing? doing wow. Well. Okay. Uh why don't we turn uh turn over to the other side of the ball, and get the uh, defensive squall twenty two report from uh Dr. Dr. K.
3: Yeah, I feel like I don't really have a time. Special here. K?
1: Can we call you special K?
3: Sure, you may. Clark Kellogg, you you know, I think he's had that for a while. But you know, if you want to steal Clark Kellogg goes me. by Special K. I think so. Isn't that right, Zach? I wasn't aware, but was <laughs> all right, then it definitely no. Maybe he does Zach, Special K. Zach wasn't aware. Uh, it was more of a continuation, I think, of trying different things like they had in previous weeks that hadn't worked well, and this week it worked a little better. I still think it was Plan A, Plan B, and Plan C was to. Uh, get the front four to pressure the quarterback. And if that happens, you're going to look good. And if it doesn't happen, you're going to look bad. I thought it happened in this game. I mean, their pressure rate was their third highest uh, of the entire season. And so uh, I think some of their zone coverages, it felt like they were not covering grass as much. They were they were uh, matching the receivers. Say, Don't cover
1: grass, cover ass. That's, that's, a little bit If more. I was a defensive coordinator, that's my teaching point. Pair and uh, a spare, ass over grass.
3: So that's what I would say. Did, you, that's did it, you on the defense? Did you? Yeah, think... I mean, I know you're going to say I'm a defense hater. You're going on and on. <laughs> did you I'm think not, they were they were I'm actually not sold that they solved anything? I guess would be my takeaway okay. for this defense. I think they played well, uh, absolutely in that game. I'm not convinced that they really figured anything out, and this is the start of anything special. But I have been a defensive, uh, you know, a hater on the defense. So maybe that's my biases coming out.
1: So you you do think that it's just sticking with they're the mirror and Teddy Bridgewater is bad. That's what they're, the,
3: they're the mirror
1: yeah they tell they tell the offense whether they are good or not the quarterback finds it it's like a it's like a a, a, a crystal ball eh, that's not really what i'm talking about the bald eagle would you say no that's different that's a prediction no. it's more of like a okay. uh a mirror, mirror on the test. wall yeah. am i a good quarterback at, at all and then they tell you yeah did you think I they mean, did you think they pressed more in this game it seemed like it, but I don't have, like, number. Right. They it, did it, anecdotally, really, it felt like they were yeah, pressing more.
3: but I would agree with that. They were near the opposing wide receivers more than they have been in the past, so that's a good thing. Yeah. I got I a mean, hot my, take question. Okay. Sure. Uh, well, what was it? Explain to me the safety rotation.
1: Well, it started, I mean, you know, it was McLeod and Harris for the first, like, quarter and a half, and then it started being Marcus Epps over Harris, and then they started rotating, over like, Harris. every other oh. series, not over. Uh, And then there was a series where it was Harris and Epps and McLeod was on the sideline. So I don't know what was going on. Anthony Harris, I asked him about it afterwards. He didn't know what was going on. Uh, (laughs) It's always good. Gannon Gannon was asked about it today, I think by Zach. And, uh, you know, he he said, you know, there's like different packages we've got for guys to put them in the right place. But it was not like, it didn't seem like it was like situational to me. Uh, It wasn't consistent. It was just like, we want these guys all to be on the field.
3: Uh, my hot take question that I'm not going to take public. It's just to you know between us.
1: Marcus, is Marcus Epps the best of the three?
3: No, are we sure that Rodney McLeod is better than Marcus Epps at this
2: point?
1: Right. I mean, are we sure that Anthony Harris is better than Marcus Epps? I feel like Marcus Epps should be out there. Uh, I thought you, Harris was okay. You're down on Rodney? I saw uh, Harris no, getting killed for that. Uh, for the like t- being slow to bring down Okubanam uh, on the long play. That okay. guy's like super fast. He was like one of the fastest tight ends at the combine. Like it was, it was Who impressive that he even down? caught him. Harris, at all. right? Huh?
3: I don't think McLeod brought him down. No, no, Harris. No, no Harris. Harris. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He said, stay- "I thought, he- I thought I was going to give him credit Stayed for hustling
2: on that play." Yeah, and
3: they only got a field goal, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
2: Look, I mean, we've we've killed this defense um, in recent <laughs> weeks. They they Some held Teddy they held Teddy Bridgewater to his second lowest completion percentage of the season. Um, they, they held the Broncos, I believe to their second lowest scoring output of the season. Uh, you see, I, as you pointed out, they, they got to the quarterback after failing to do so a, a week earlier, they forced a critical turnover. Uh, they, if, if we're going to rip on this defense when, and it's, and it's deserved when they give up, you know, 80% to good quarterbacks, we can't just dismiss when they play well as oh, it's no a No one's dismissing they yeah, played. I,
3: they, I think they played. It was an eighty third percentile game. If you, I know you don't like the EPA per drive stats,
2: but you look I, it I, up, don't dis- <laughs> I don't dislike. <laughs> I don't dislike. thirteen points. I don't dislike. I I I don't want to be. It's it's not binary. I <laughs> I enjoy, uh, and, and, and frankly, I, I I value all that data. I I just also like. I do think points matter. That, that's that's. I think
1: this is. was like this is the game they want to play. They bent, but they they yeah. played well in the red zone which they haven't done most of the season and they had turnovers that, that well, mattered. a little
3: bit i thought there was a little bobo holding call did you think that holding call was legit i only saw it on film i wasn't i didn't see it live which one javante williams had a touchdown run and they called oh, holding, i actually
1: didn't i didn't rewatch that
3: they called holding on the tight end uh, the mm-hmm. tight end was pumped, like he was, because he really got Davion Taylor on that mm-hmm. one. He thought he like, you know, absolutely just just sprung Javante Williams for this touchdown. But he got called for the penalty. That comes back. There was a blocked field goal. Uh, so you know, there were there were some instances where they could have had some more points. But still, again, eighty third percentile game. There were one, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six drives where they gave up one one or fewer first downs. They played well. There you go. Maybe there'll be more games like this against bad quarterbacks.
1: You like a Milton Williams.
3: Uh, I heard he was getting gassed up a little bit. anything in this no. game. Okay. Did he, you think he did anything? I mean, he had two plays that were like fine. One of them, Alex Singleton blitzed. And so, you know, he came in and cleaned up and the other one, he had a tackle against the run. I thought there were a couple times he got um, totally moved off the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, you know I do I noticed, like, yeah. to answer your question, I do like a Milton Williams. Yes, <laughs> I thought he played really well a couple of weeks ago. We talked about him here. I did not think this was a game where Milton Williams stood out to me, but maybe I missed something that
1: you saw. Well, there was, there was one thing that that stood out to me, and I had I had it, I sort of watched this play several times, <laughs> <laughs> and I was I, I hadn't seen the Eagles do this before, but it looked like they made they, to me that they ran. <laughs>
2: I'm I'm not in on this joke here.
1: Me either, Zach. Okay. <laughs> they ran
0: one. Uh it
1: looked like they ran a cover to Buster. <laughs> I don't know what that is. do you know what that is? No. Cover two buster. You okay. know a Cover Two Buster? Oh, I guess I guess I know a little more than you do. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Zach.
0: Uh, I'm, I I really want to be involved in this conversation.
2: <laughs> I really want to be involved in this conversation.
3: You
1: just you don't don't you to to catch up on your podcast person. for the week. That's really, all right. uh, that's all gotcha. that is. All right, Shield, okay. did you have any other notes on the uh, on the on the uh, post game <laughs> pod that you wanted to share?
3: Oh yeah, I do. Uh, I thought you guys complete. Well, there are a couple things. Let's start with this. Invited to a bachelor party and you said no. Are there any more details to this? I mean, what that, what was that explanation? Who invited you? It was, it was like a Twitter DM It was a, it was a, a, of a group of listeners
2: who, who sent us a message. And I was hoping to uh I was I was hoping to stop by, say hello. Wait, who
3: did they send a message to? Both of you? Both of us. Yeah, Nepo and I. Nepo okay. and me. Yeah.
2: And um and we just weren't in the same area at the same time. Right? Yeah. It would it would it would be like if if you were in center city and they were in Fishtown. And it's it's like come over to Fishtown. Well, it's, it's not it's not down the street. Right. So
3: and where were they at a uh, drinking establishment?
2: Yes.
1: Yeah.
3: And what were but you uh, doing over there? Big I was guy? with
1: my friends. I was Unbelievable. in a totally different part of town. Like, I, I was hanging out with I was hanging out with uh, like a, a, a two and a half year old and a three month old. I mean, I was really? I was
2: doing work. Actually, I was at a, a coffee shop doing work. Um, Just a terrible job
3: by birds with friends. I mean, listen, whoever that was uh, next time you include me on the DM, at least if I'm not there, we'll do something to I mean, you're inviting podcast hosts. You listen to this Bobo podcast to a bachelor party and no one even shows up.
2: Well, Maybe wait, no. Th- all right. You could go for here. 10
3: minutes, take first a first off, of send, yeah, yeah, send us a message, buy them around. a message
2: on Wednesday, you know? Um, oh, no, they give you plenty Wednesday. of time. I thought it was like the day
0: of. No, 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 no. No, that's, no, what, it, no, that's what I'm
2: saying. What it saying. was the day of. I was like, if they oh, sent still. the message on, on Wednesday, <laughs> I, I would absolutely coordinate it. Right. Uh, do, um, what
3: what were their name? What was the the bachelor's name? Do they I never know? told
1: us the bachelor's name. I mean,
3: you guys, I have to under handles, the rug. You don't know. You have time. But no, they are uh, nice
2: guys, and and
1: uh,
3: unbelievable.
2: Yeah, uh, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I appreciate it. I hope they had a great time. I I'm probably not the most fun um, bachelor party companion there, right? I mean, I was.
1: I That's was transcribed. Ask, ask, it's a great party trick. Say, uh, hey, Zach, who were the 34 players drafted before Draymond <laughs> Green? I
3: mean, you could have sent him a video, you know, uh, you two together at the A. Hope you guys have a great time or something. Nothing. We weren't together. It's we, um, uh, uh, Sunday you were together.
2: Oh, yeah. I was traveling. Trans- you
3: don't see each other. I mean, oh, we got a lot of traveling to do with our company. I was
2: transcribing Jordan Howard quotes at the time. Okay. So, yeah.
3: I apologize to the Bachelors. <laughs> Next time, include me, even if I'm not there, uh, we will do a better job. Uh, I thought you guys absolutely, uh, you know, I can't believe this didn't get a mention on the pod. Uh, we know burm has been on a heater. I mean, people, listeners are tweeting at us saying this guy's on fire. I mean, no, ZBerm's Twitter performance oh, on it sounds, Sunday, yeah. I thought should have led the show. I mean, I had friends tweeting me Zach's, texting me Zach's tweets because of how good it was. I can't imagine I'm the only, you know, group thread that had that.
1: Fantastic. You nailed it.
0: I got a few messages. You can take a joke. I got a few Slack messages. I mean,
1: it was was a perfect tweet, I thought. Great. I mean, an all-time, someone did describe
3: it as an all-time tweet. I couldn't uh, disagree. I mean. I thought man. it was fantastic. What's funny is I did see, well, I, I at did at see first, Zach and then he came back over the top. Well,
1: that's no, that's not true. Zach came oh. at me first with the Devonte Smith tweet. Um, but
3: oh, but, yeah, on. <laughs> it but the
1: it's all man. in good fun. But I did. I did get to see like I saw Zach tweeting out or working on something else, like a different <laughs> uh, joke, and I didn't see him type the actual one. But you, you came up with the better one. It was very good. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't think two Chelsea good was,
3: ones. The Devonte Smith one was fantastic. But then yeah. the second one, oh, the parachute. Uh, perfect.
2: I don't think last week was a heater I at all. I, I think I was a, a little uh, edgier than I would like to be. So, yeah,
1: edgy Zach. Yeah. That's
3: good. Entertainment mm-hmm. is about entertainment. Uh, and then I just wrote down Pitts I know it wasn't Pitts but that's the West Virginia. Mm. When I think of a West Virginia yeah. basketball player, that's a Pitts and Gansy. That's a bad, that a bad, name yes. in my house. But Pitts yeah. was Pitznoggle. not a first round. Why?
1: Pitts well. and Gansy. Those teams that, that, that they beat two seed Wake Forest in triple overtime when my my soft, my freshman year. How about Wake Forest football? What did they win last week? Yeah, are they still undefeated? No, no, no. They lost two weeks ago to North Carolina, but then they won what, this week against in the country NC State. or
3: something. Where, where Where are One you, of my, your go-deep's pride. None, unbelievable.
1: My, well, Princeton, Princeton football is the only team I got time for. If, if Maryland no, they was
3: twelfth in the, I mean, Marissa, oh, yeah. would we'd be have a down. Every I show watched time. the fourth
1: quarter. I mean, I yeah. like the Clawson. A, to
3: Princeton, though, you're right about that. Yeah, Dominant.
1: A, a a big game this week.
3: Big game
2: awakes a really fun offense to watch and to learn from. Um, uh, Pete Thamel had had a really good article on it a few weeks ago but if you if you watch what they if you watch what they do at the mesh point and i would love to hear coach Flynn's analysis of this at, at some point it's uh it's it's kind of their differentiator the offensive coordinator i hope i'm pronouncing it correctly warren Ruggiero. um but they're they're putting up points every week uh they're uh, they're creative um i'll i'll say uh i've been kind of watching Dave Clawson's team since he was at Richmond and a really good coach, really underrated coach. And he's, he's done a good job with that program.
1: Zach told me before they, before Wake Forest hired Clawson, that they were going to hire him and it was going to be, it was going to be a really good hire. Wow. I appreciate you mentioning that out now. The the heater
2: continues. I, 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 I have, um,
1: I think he also oh. thought Danny Manning was a good hire, but that's... <laughs> you I guys have strange... like when
3: like, for my earliest memories of you two being in a room together, were you two talking about Danny Manning? It was kind of <laughs> yeah, like okay. the Jordan Howard conversation yeah, earlier. That can't be right. <laughs> well, that's true. I remember a media room and talking about Danny Manning. Yeah. What do you want from I, uh, It's my head. You um, can't yeah. tell me what, my, what I feel like my earliest Well, I know, but that are. means you
1: don't remember us being in a room before I started working for The Athletic.
3: So be it. Sure. Yeah.
1: No, I I really uh
2: am into the college football coaching carousel. Uh, like I could uh, probably a, a little too much. Bruce Feldman can can uh, um, if he looks at his dashboard. Yeah, I know this is like behind the scenes talk, and and he sees his <laughs> his uh, page views. A good percentage of that is just me reloading it. Like, my Bar None, my favorite. I. I I love when I, I shouldn't say this. This is gonna this is this is gonna come out bad, but when a coach is fired in college football yeah. and Bruce Feldman comes out like an hour later with the candidates for the job, yeah. Yeah. um, I'm a I'm, I'm a sucker for every one of them. So, yeah, so uh, I I see Taylor Harper saying who's who's next for Virginia Tech. That's an interesting one. Uh, who do I I think it's gonna mm-hmm. be? I think they're. I think they'll look at, at Jamie Chadwell. Who would I look at? Who is that? I would really look at at, at Charles Huff. Charles Huff the is Coastal? the uh, is the coach at Marshall. First year coach at at, at Marshall. Um, I think he's like six. Eight, they're five and four. Marshall five and four, six and four. Uh, but he used to be on on, on Alabama staff. He used to be on Penn State staff. Uh, he would do a real good job recruiting the state of Virginia. Uh, Chadwell is the coach at Coastal Carolina. Uh. Has has an impressive offense, and then you'll hear you'll hear you'll hear some other names there. But those are guys I will look at for tech tower
1: I think this is like the 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 most incredible thing about you of all the incredible things <laughs> is what the, the depth of your college football <laughs> coaching staff knowledge. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm
2: I'm nerdy that way, but 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 yeah, like I and I hate to say this this way, but, but I. I've always kind of been on the lookout too, ever since I started covering NFL for offenses and defenses that I'm impressed with in college football because it 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 always it always funnels up. What do you think about Elaine Kiffin? A really good offense. Um, impressed by him is his offensive coordinator Jeff Levy, is a is a good coordinator is you know a real creative coordinator too. But like if I I think actually I'm going to give Coach Flynn credit here. Coach Flynn said. On the pod last spring, wow. that if you're not watching Ole Miss film, what are you doing? Like he said, every coach should be watching Ole Miss's offense, and it's true. It's it's it's, it's a real creative offense.
3: Uh, I you, I, if, if there's a reason I should uh, dislike or hate Lane Kiffin, someone could let me know because I don't know. But in, in just in casual observing of this season, I've kind of taken a liking to Lane Kiffin. You know, he was very outspoken in Mississippi about getting vaccinated. He's aggressive on fourth down. Uh, he, he went to Tennessee and was just embracing the role of being this like huge troll to the point where, you know, they, they're throwing stuff on the field. But I, I was kind of wondering about, is he going to get another shot um, in the NFL? Should he get another shot in the NFL? I don't know. Kiffin's a creeper.
1: The truth you, says. You think, you, know, you think the, uh, the Deeks are going to lose Clawson? It depends what jobs oh, are you're working.
0: Actually, Clausen.
2: So the Bruce Feldman's Va tech article <laughs> was uh, the picture was Clawson. Clausen was the first name mentioned there. I don't know if, if
1: Dave Clausen should should yeah, like Yeah, that seems uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm very
2: happy covering I appreciate that tower. Very, very happy covering the Eagles. Very happy covering the Eagles.
3: But if they called tomorrow and said we saw that segment and we have an opening, what would you say?
2: No, I'd say I'm very happy covering the Eagles. But I'd say I'd be happy to contribute. Like, uh, What if they say they double the your
1: salary? It's a very classic Zach answer. I don't want the new job. I want, I want to, to <laughs> oh my- do the work of two jobs, please. <laughs> <laughs> Fair uh, enough. <laughs> I would watch
2: Clawson okay. for uh, like a, a Northeast. If a Northeast job opens up, that'd be Ben Penn State, you're thinking. If, they, if, if mm. that job ever opened up, yeah.
1: And then who would wake higher? Just to get well, on the record. Josh Gaddis. I mean,
2: Josh Gaddis, the offensive record? coordinator yeah, at, at, at Michigan, who was uh, a...
1: classmate of mine.
2: Yeah. So
3: oh boys, huh?
1: Oh yeah, we text all the time. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that was a fun last segment. It's good. good we,
3: we might have to we that might have to be a recurring segment. That was good. I think so. Get us yeah. up to
1: speed about a,
2: every about time a, college... a job opens. You ask me who I would hire for for that. Time. Like I, I could do
1: that. Well, like a I, college I could football minute
2: with Zach Berman. Yeah. How about that yeah. every week? I tune into that. Definitely. I could, maybe five minutes. Why one minute? I could be the AD. At, like like you said, <laughs> if you're the AD for this school, who would you hire? This is and good. I, could, I feel I like.
1: Well, well yeah. Team. I feel like I feel like between the three of us, you could hire. You could be the search firm to hire every college football head coach, and then maybe Sheila and I can take every NFL opening.
2: I don't want, I, I wouldn't work. mind the NFL openings too, though, but yeah.
1: Yes. I'm now my, my new hope is that, is that, uh, a, a college coach gets fired in the middle of a live, uh, episode so that we can then ask you immediately. No, who, but you don't want to yeah.
2: look, I'm, I mean, uh, you don't want to, uh, there was a prominent NFL reporter one time who was on TV and he got the text that the coach got fired and he, uh, he was like too excited about it. And because he won't the news. say who it is, even though, and then he had to, is. he he had to restrain himself and say, you have to remember these guys have families. Uh, Some of them
1: I, are, I your, self- are your Mr. Editors.
2: What's that? I'm sorry. I missed.
1: Some of the people getting fired could be, you know, seen as editors. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, well, I mean, you don't wish it on everybody, but you wish it on Nadazio. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go,
2: actually. I, I, I did not have oh a car. Oh my gosh,
3: how are we still going?
2: I did not have a go car in, in Denver, but uh, if I did, I was actually considering renting a car and going to that Colorado State Air Force game up in Fort Collins the other night. That I would have like gone five with five you just to make eight. a
1: sign, just to make an anti-Adazio sign. Uh, For uh, Air said. Force won that game. But I thought fired. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess that'll do it for uh, this episode of Birds with Friends. Thanks everybody for listening. Three thirty on Thursday is when we will be back live on YouTube to preview Sunday's game—a big game. Now, I mean, they win this game; they're in the playoffs if the season ended uh, against the five and four Saints. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Make sure you follow Sheila on Instagram. If you don't subscribe to the Athletic yet, you can do so at theathletic.com/slash/birds-with-friends, and uh, you know thank Marissa for making this whole thing run. For Zach, Marissa, and Sheil, and Bo, and Elijah, and as always, we love you.